And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's wild and wonderful. What's going to happen? We have no idea. Let's sit back and enjoy the ride. Can I get a Wowser Bowser Wednesday? Because God is in charge of this crazy bus called the Christian Journey. First, here it is. After three years of our show, we can jump into the following Easter sermon. Okay, we launch into the reflection of Jesus our Lord. He is not a parable, not a fable. In fact, there's more historical evidence of Jesus than any other person by the count of 1,000. But as a truthful narrative, we will look at the life of Christ. Next, we understand that there's no bones about it. But why is that important? It's simple. Every promise from God is guaranteed through Jesus Christ. Oh my, we hear the same thing all the time. If we could remember the actual truth and live in it, that in Jesus Christ, every promise of God is guaranteed. If we can live in that, we would have fewer problems. And finally, how cool are spiritual gifts? Listen to what the Apostle Paul said in Romans 15, 19. They were convinced by the power of miraculous signs and wonders and by the power of God's Spirit. In this way, Paul said, I have fully presented the good news of Christ. Let me help me and you out. What is more miraculous than you and I accepting and acknowledging Jesus Christ, 2,000 years later, he is Lord. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations, which hurts every once in a while. Spiritual observations. My life's insanities and oive. So much more. Hey, hey. We're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. David, I don't drive a truck at hemustincrease.org. No, just david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us at 214-210-8483. Another hidden joke there that a lot of people miss. 214-210-8483. You can also call in during the show, live, interaction. Wow. 972-445-0770. That's 972 972- Four four five zero seven seven zero. When you call in nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero, you'll end up talking to Captain Chris. That's like getting a hot fudge Sunday on a Wednesday, because then you will be. I can do those forever, just in case you're wondering. It's like, really? Yep, as long as I want to, anything I can come up with. I can just do food and do that for a year. I mean, who's going to argue with that, right? Even every once in a while, you know what you need every once in a while? You just, it doesn't matter what you say, you just need a Big Mac. Leave me alone, I need a Big Mac. (laughs) 
just true. This is what it is. Here's the bottom line. The bottom line is maybe you have an opinion, a thought, a comment, or a question. Now you got something you want to share. Maybe you need prayer for something. We had Samson uh, calling earlier. We got a chance to pray for him. We're praying for different people. We're going to pray for Ukraine in just a second. The bottom line to the bottom line to the bottom line. You notice I say bottom line a lot. The bottom line to it all is simply this. We take our faith and we combine it together and we pray. And I might have an ounce of faith and you might have an ounce of faith and Chris might have an ounce of faith and Jennifer might have an ounce of faith and Don has an ounce of faith and Eric has an ounce of faith and Deb has an ounce of faith. You take all those things together, then you got a lot more ounces of faith than one. That's the whole point was where you understand when two or three are agree upon touching anything on the earth, it shall be done. It's like, why? Because for one reason, because there's more faith. And then have you ever noticed whenever you pray for anybody, just tell the truth. Have you ever noticed whenever you pray for somebody else, your faith goes up a little bit. You always can believe God will do it for them. (laughs) Which is like, that's by design. That's not an accident. That's why you should be praying for one another. And when something comes up, people praying for you, it kind of works the same way. Everybody taking care of one another. Now, maybe you've got a praise report. You want to share that? That's important, too, because praise reports honor God. They glorify him. And when you're sharing about the great things God has done, that blesses people. People are encouraged when great things happen that God is working amongst his people. Those are all things that you can do during the show. You can also answer trivia, like this trivia question, if you think you're ready for it. What was the name of the woman who Jesus said was worried and bothered by so many things that she was just too busy to simply be with Jesus? What was the name of that woman, if you think you know the answer to that? She was just so busy with so many things. She didn't have time to just be with Jesus. If you think you know, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483, as well as you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Now, let me say this real quickly. So I did mention to you we're having a little bit of a problem with our HipCast um uh, podcast right now, and uh, that's being worked on. But just in case you're, if for whatever reason, really feel like you have this need where you want to hear something uh, that that we've done on the show, I did put a quick fix on the website under the under the picture in case you missed it. And that'll take you all the way up to yesterday's show. I don't know how long that fix will last until we get everything else squared away, but I'm just telling you, if you're jonesing for some some materials, it's there. I'm just saying I don't know how long that'll last until we figure this out or whether we figure out we need to switch posts or whatever the deal is, you know, blah, blah, so whatever's going to happen. So uh, just to kind of an FYI. Uh, people ready then to answer the trivia question? Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Well, hi, David. This is Deborah. Hi, Deborah. How you feeling? You feeling better and better? Yes, sir, I am, and thank you very much for the prayers. Oh, you got it. We're just glad you're doing better, really. I mean, that's important. Thank you. Me too. <laughs> All right. Here's, a, here's not a difficult one. I'm going to say that because I don't think it's that hard. What was the name of the woman whom Jesus said was worried and bothered by so many things that she was too busy to simply be with Jesus? Was it Martha? That is correct, Amanda! 
Yay. Martha it is. She was so busy, worried about so many things. It wasn't she wasn't a Christian. wasn't that she wasn't trying to be a nice host or a hostess. It's she was so busy about all that stuff that she missed the Lord. That's the thing. Can't right. Be too, can't be too busy so that we miss the Lord right in our midst. Right? No doubt. All right. Well, thank you, and y'all have a good day. All right. God bless you. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. When we come back, we'll, uh, in the third segment, or the fourth, we'll pray for Ukraine. But I, So I want to do a little bit of this teaching. I want to make sure you understand you, you've got uh, Easter coming up, okay? And for all those that are thinking, oh, yeah, Easter message. Okay. First of all, without that Easter message, you're not saved. Can't say this in any bigger terms. In fact, if the church had the real Christian moxie that it should have, when the Easter message would come out, everybody in every church would stand up and clap and jump up and down and say, yay. Because without that resurrection, they ain't nothing. Well, that's very bad English. That ain't mattering. Here's the bottom line. We need the resurrection. The resurrection verifies Everything that Jesus said. What's amazing is that people will recognize when Jesus would say something and then he would do a miracle that that would verify the saying because the miracle was attached to it. So when Jesus said, whether it's easier for me to save, take up your mat and walk or your sins are forgiven. And he tells the guy to take up his mat and walk. And the guy takes up his mat and walks. And everybody's like going, whoa. Well, guess what? When Jesus was crucified, he was buried in the ground, and then he came back to life, and then everybody's like going, whoa, because everything he said was just validated eternally. And people are like, wait a second. No, no. Let me explain something to you. People had resurrected before Lazarus had resurrected, in case you forgot. In the Old Testament, there was resurrection. But those people all died again. Jesus didn't die again. He resurrected to live forever. And the resurrection is the guarantee of the promises of God. <laughs> See, God could have done something really cool and just opened the eyes of the blind, although that was in and of itself an amazing miracle. But having somebody come back from the dead is an entirely different level of miracle. And you need to understand that. And then having that person who came back from the dead ascend into heaven, never to die again. Now you're talking about a miracle that's already on top of miracles, but now it's going on top of miracles again. I mean, you're just putting it up there, up there, up there, up there. And I will tell you that every apologetic, Lee Strobel, Josh McDowell, everyone that we think is great and awesome, everyone will tell you that Christianity all depends on one element, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And when people try to do Christianity without the resurrection part, like some people just concentrating on living a good moral life, they miss the fact that Jesus is the Lamb of God. And they miss the gospel truth. Wow. 
We come back. Oh, yeah, it's going to be like this the whole hour. You better get ready. We, uh, you're going to take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Just as I am, you reach down and see What is the David Spoon Experience? Imagine yourself on a rocket ship racing at a thousand miles an hour into space. Once there, you can sense the power and the presence of the majestic and the divine. You forget about your troubles and your fears, and you just float in peace without a worry in the world. There are no struggles, no pain, no discomfort. It's soothing, calm, comfortable. But then, the show starts. And you realize that none of that stuff has anything to do with the show. What were you thinking? The David Spoon Experience. Only for the brave of heart and the bored. What is the David Spoon Experience? So the situation uh, for the woman turned out to be fine. But remember, he's there with Jairus, and Jairus' daughter is dying. Uh, Verse 35, while Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader, and said, your daughter is dead. Why bother the teacher anymore? Overhearing what they said, Jesus told him, don't be afraid, just believe. This is a situation for Jairus that went from worse to the worst. All right, you know how we said it can go from bad to worse? We were talking about that. Well, it can go from bad to worse to the worst. And this is the worst. The guy's daughter died. Oh, she wasn't just really sick. She died dead. And they even said to her, "What? there's no point in talking to this guy anymore. This is over. Situation done. And that's how a lot of us process situation done. But then Jesus does what Jesus does because he's so amazing He overheard what they said to him. They didn't say it to Jesus. They said it to the guy. They said it to to Jairus, right? And they said to him, why bother the teacher anymore? Overhearing what they said, Jesus said to, to Jairus, don't be afraid, just believe. So there are three things that you just, you can't miss this. Number one, Jesus is telling the guy whose daughter just died, ignore them. It's like, can you imagine? Okay. Uh, the doctor just pronounced her dead. Yeah, ignore that guy. <laughs> what? He's the doctor. Ignore that guy. That's just like the blind man who are like people are telling him, be quiet, stop it, stop it, and he shouts out all the more. It's at some point you just got to ignore any external noise that hasn't been sanctioned by God and just go, yeah, I'm not paying attention to that. On Christ the solid rock, I stand. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMEN 770, the truth station here in Texas. I'm going to start this segment off actually by praying for Ukraine. Then we'll do the trivia. Then we'll do the joke. Then we'll do the teaching. So we'll just do that real quickly. And one of the things that's important about that is I'm trying to make sure that that we stay consistent. We're not going to do this perfectly. We don't we don't seek to perform like seals for God. 
Okay, that's not what we're doing. We're just asking him to change the situation. And people are like, well, will that help? Well, couldn't hurt. <laughs> See, that's how that works. All right, let's pray. Father, we come before you right now. We lift up the Ukraine situation to you. And again, I just, I just, in my heart, just don't have the knowledge on every intricacy that's going on above, below, in the middle, or anywhere. But I do know one thing, that when your name is glorified, it's good. And I pray in this situation that you would bring peace where there is no peace, that salvations would be taking place. I just wouldn't surprise me, Lord, if we heard that people were giving their hearts to you as they face the reality at as, as some point they have to perish. I pray the gospel would advance and that in this situation you would bring peace and that your name would be glorified and we could all rejoice in that, that your name is honored and that your glory is declared. We pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right, let's get ready for our Triv. That's our new name, Triv. <laughs> okay, that's not, but that's cute. In one of Jesus' parables, who came to the aid of the man who was attacked on the road to Jericho from Jerusalem? In one of Jesus' parables, who came to the aid of the man who was attacked on the road to Jericho from Jerusalem? Who was that? If you think you know the answer, you can reach out to us. That is 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483, as well as you can send an email, david at he must increase. Dot org. Uh, I will say this again, and I know I'm going to have to say it multiple times, so just relax. It's something that's just got to be said. But because our HipCast is offline, you won't be able to – people who are normally you know, wanting to listen to the pods are not going to be able to until we get everything squared away with HipCast. not really on our end. It's on their end. And they had a problem like a year ago. They got attacked, and then, then they got a year, like a year before that. But I don't know if this is that or – this is just them just messing up on the stuff, so we're trying to figure that out. There is a quick fix on the site right now, but it may not last. So if in the future you're looking, just give me the give me the patience for me to convey to Captain Chris that it's all fixed and we can get everything loaded back up. So I'm just telling you that uh, just to kind of be nice. And then also don't forget the brochures are up there. They're kind of nice. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of liking them. We're getting ready to print them and send them out, and it's going to be fun. Uh, okay, what are we doing? We're doing the trivia question. The trivia question, what was the trivia question? The trivia question was, in one of Jesus' parables, who came to the aid of the man who was attacked on the road to Jericho from Jerusalem? We have somebody calling in. And here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. My name is Danny. Hey, how are you? Pretty good, sir. Thank you. All right. You ready for now? This is a great. It's a great question. It's phrased a little funny, but it's still a really good question. And people need to recognize what's going on in one of Jesus's parables. Who came to the aid of the man who was attacked on the road to Jericho from Jerusalem? Was the Good Samaritan? That is correct, sir. <laughs> you Thank are you. right. The Good Samaritan. And remember, remember the two. Do you remember the two people that didn't assist 
Do you remember what yes, they sir. were? They were they were what? They were the priests and the Levite. It's like it was it was Mister I won't look and Mister Don't see ya. <laughs> yes, sir. Never judge a book by its cover. Exactly, and then what's amazing <laughs> about that is they're the people that are supposed to be the givers of compassion. They showed, yes, they showed compassion by walking, not walking on rocks on one side of the of the whole street. It's like wow, that's weird. <laughs> yes, sir. Excellent. <laughs> well, thank you. Excellent job. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. All right. Great job. Okay. There you go. All right. So, all right. We do have a question. All right. A question. We have a, co- a comedian. Hey, one thing at a time. I got a lot going on. I don't know if you know that or not. I'm seven pages deep on my paper. Six pages deep. You know, so it's only 24 pages to go. <laughs> okay. And if the dog steps on my computer again while I'm typing, you might be hearing about Bert meeting Jesus in a close and personal way that he never thought possible. Anyhow, uh, here's our joke. <laughs> you ready? This is a good one. I'm going to tell you, you're going to give me a, uh, I don't know which one you like the best, but I have a feeling you're going to like this one. A pastor walked outside of the church because he heard the children being loud. I wasn't there. I okay. He sees the kids all grouped up. What are you doing? The children. He asked the children. The children made a circle wide enough for him to see that they had found a puppy. It's a beautiful dog. Who will take it home? The pastor asks. The children looked at each other until one of them speaks up. I know. Whoever tells the biggest lie can take it home. Would you like to play, Pastor? The pastor shrugs his shoulders and says, I don't know. It'll be hard because I've never told a lie. The child picks the dog up and hands it to the pastors. Here you go. You win. (laughs) That's pretty good. I don't know. I've never told a lie. Yeah, you win. (laughs) Okay, come on, people. Laugh. It's a joke. Okay. All right, never mind. Here we go. So let's go back into this uh, portion here. I want to make sure you get this. Again, it's very important for us to understand, and I, I think it's very uh, – people are unaware. It's It should never at, at any point, no service in and of itself is geared around that there's no Christians. There's, there are many services that gears that there are not a lot of Christians, some Christians, some deep Christians, some shallow Christians, the whole thing. It's always a mix. It's never any different. And it's Christians, when you sit there and you listen to the sermon, you should be aware that that reinforcement of that sermon, that declaration of the gospel, that is the cornerstone to your faith. Jesus is the cornerstone to the building of the church. His resurrection is is that stone. And I want you to catch this teaching in 2 Timothy 1, 9 and 10, which is essential. Now, we hope and pray that people who have never heard will hear it, respond to it, and want to participate. But being reinforced at the core of your faith and my faith is essential for us to carry on to the end so that we don't waver in our faith. 2 Timothy 1, 9 and 10 says this, He has saved us and called us to a holy life. Not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time, but it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. 
2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9 and 10 might be one of the best theological definitions for the resurrection and for the gospel truth in one condensed two-verse element. He saved us, right? Then he says, not because of anything we've done. <laughs> not, what do you mean, not because of anything? You didn't do it, but because of his own purpose. In other words, God saved you because he's got something planned. And people are trying to take credit. Well, look at how good. That's what I was doing. That's why the Lord had to rebuke me. I've been a Christian for 43 years. So uh, about halfway through, a little, little less than halfway through, I decided I'm going to do my devotion. I've always done devotions. Five days, four days, five days a week. I decided I'm never going to miss a day of devotions. I've been doing that for 24 years, two months, and 13 days. Okay? But the Lord showed me when I was in Houston, yeah, you didn't do that. <laughs> like, wait, what? Because like, I'm trying to take credit, right? Yeah, no, this is God doing what God wants to do, and I probably couldn't, I'd probably be a lot better if I was just a less less sinful in general, but that's besides what. So what he's saying is, hey, this is being done for God's purposes, not your purpose. You're saved. So when you're sitting there and you're listening to the preacher preach the resurrection message, you and I should be like, you know why I'm saved? Because God has a plan, and I'm going to be a part of it. All right. It's not because you're brilliant, wise, smart, humble, this, that, whatever. Come on. Really? Look in the mirror. I mean, that would be the greatest identifier for all Christians. Have a pocket mirror. Pull it out. Look. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what it is. And so in understanding that, I want you to really grasp that God saved you, not because of what you've done, but because he has a plan. And this grace that was given to us for us to be saved was given through Christ Jesus. Now, anytime you see in the Bible it says Jesus Christ or Christ Jesus, Christ Jesus, or the reason, reason it would say that before the other, is it's emphasizing the Lordship is the Christ and Jesus as the Savior. And when it's Jesus Christ, it's Jesus as the Savior, and then Christ is the Lordship. Just in case you're ever wondering, it's just one of those little hippie, little cool things. But he says this, this grace was given to us before the beginning of time. So for all those people that think God didn't know what was going to happen or didn't have a plan in place for Adam and Eve and didn't know what was going to take place, even though God immediately prophesied the second it happened, uh, uh, made a declaration about what the reality check was going to be, gave, it, gave a prophecy of what was going to take place. Before time was created, God had this thing going on. <laughs> wait, 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 Dave. What do you mean before time was created? Time was created for us. God doesn't need time. He's an interlinear being. He functions in and out of every single time loop there is. He is the king of the universe and the multiverse. He knows every possible angle that could or could not happen. And in all of that, before time ever came, before there was a sun, before there was a moon, before there were stars, before there was a clock, there was this gospel that God set up. Do you want to Because God gets his way. <laughs> That's why. God uh, never fails. It's not like that. All right, we're going to take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. 
Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can right here on KAAM. With his special guest today, focus on the family trauma specialist, Tim Sanford. People, as they try to sort this out, they, they, they go through this, uh, they, they go through maybe a litany or a list in their mind and try to evaluate, well, you know, is this this and is this this? And, and what you said right there is the key, that the core of our strength, the core of our ability to, to go on yet for another day in the midst of what we would consider to be uh, chaos, both uh, socially, politically, and, and in other realms, is the Lord. I mean, the Lord gives us the ability. I mean, until he blows that trumpet, we are not done. Exactly. And that's where we come back to people ask me, well, again, the why, why, why questions that people all across the U.S. are asking. And my best theological accurate answer I can give them is, I don't know. I don't stop there. That is an accurate answer. I finished my answer then by saying, here's what I do know. Excellent. I know that God is still on his throne. I know that God knew what was going on. I don't know why he, no, I don't know why that. Here's what I do know. God is a still a loving God. He still is in charge. Here's what I do know. Here's what I do know. Here's what I do know. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Get ready for a very challenging trivia question. What was the name of the synagogue official who came to Jesus to ask for his daughter to be healed? What? was the name of the synagogue official who came to Jesus to ask for his daughter to be healed. I had to throw one tough one in there. Uh, if you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. You can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. It is here that we send you to the website. A lot of things to tell you about the website. Don't forget the brochures. Don't forget the uh, ambassador program. We want everybody to participate. And essentially what that means is this, just so you can know. The ambassador program is you saying, hey, you got some brochures? 
Yeah, cool. Uh, I'm going to take those with me. And if the opportunity presents itself without having some kind of script or something, it just seems like the right place to give it to somebody, I'll give it to them. And if not, then I'll just hang on to it. And uh, that'll be about the extent of the ambassador program, <laughs> just so you know. It's not like it's this high pressure. Go out there and do this and give an accounting. We're going to give them to you and just uh, pray the Lord will bless you with them. And maybe somebody can get one of those brochures and that the show can be a blessing. You see, this is all we're looking for. Is to be extending, extending blessings to one another. You're thinking, well, that gets more people to listen to the show. Like I know, but that expands our opportunity to bless one another. I think that's the idea somewhere in here, right around here somewhere. Anyway, so uh, we'll be doing that. We'll be uh, giving those away. You don't have to be some kind of qualified person. Are you breathing? Okay, check your pulse. You there? Okay, then that's good. Uh, you would qualify. Uh, if you're not breathing, then it's it's tougher. Uh, again, we also ask you if you can give, great. If you can't give, don't worry. But if you can, the website's a great place to do it. If you want to do a check directly to the station, you just make it out to He Must Increase uh, Ministry, but we just tell people HMIM because it's easier. The bank doesn't mind. All right, uh, check out the website, he must increase.org. Prayer request? HeMustIncrease.org Praise report? HeMustIncrease.org Looking to give to this ministry? HeMustIncrease.org Confused by what's happening right now? HeMustIncrease.org HeMustIncrease.org All right, so we discussed what this was while you were gone. So what is that officially? That is, that is what? I'm pretty sure it's a drum set. Somebody thought it was, I think Annika thought it was an arrow that hit them. You know, okay, I don't know. No, that was a different one. See, it's hard to figure out. <laughs> uh, trivia question What was the name of the synagogue official who came to Jesus to ask for his daughter to be healed? So we have a, one of our participants who's like, I spelled it wrong. Don't worry. <laughs> Welcome to my world. <laughs> you know how I survived school? Spell check and grammarly. That's how you do it. No matter what anybody tells you, that's the way to go about it. Uh, again, you can reach out to us, 972-445-0770. Oh, you can text in. Oh, oh, you can text in. Oh, you can text in. 214-210-8483. Let's do history before I lose it altogether. Let's go. trying to figure out how to pronounce the one that Al sent. <laughs> it's Heza Heza Kerelia Rua. <laughs> yes. That seems perfectly reasonable to me. Heza Zeka Kerelia Alright, uh, they're calling. Should we do the history first and then do the thing or should we just let them answer because it's just mean to keep them on hold? All right, let's answer because it's mean to keep them on hold. Then we'll do the history, and we'll just play the history song again. Okay, go ahead and bring it through. This is David. Who am I talking to? David, this is Fred. Hi, Fred. How are you? I'm doing fine. Listen, I'm I'm so excited about your ministry. I've been listening for maybe a little less than a year now, but I'm very excited about your ministry. Thank God, uh, I guess you will be the first Bapticostal that I've talked to. <laughs> but I'm, I'm just excited. <laughs> I'm just saying, because I remember um, one thing I noticed that you're doing, you're, you're bringing people in with the temptation, and when you get through them, they leave with Jesus, which is exciting. <laughs> yeah. if, if people will draw closer, right? That's all we, if every yeah, one yeah. of us got closer. Yeah, by the time you, 
by the time you finish ministering to them, they be with Jesus, yeah. which is a great, which is a great idea. Yeah. This is the answer to your question. It's on the Saint Luke chapter eight, verse four to one. His name is Jarius. That's correct, sir. You are right. That is excellent. And so we had we had people sending in the name, but they were using like a spell check voice recognition, like I just sent to somebody, and it got the uh-huh. it got the spelling all wrong because they couldn't <laughs> say it. It's just like because the spell check's like going, "Who's that?" I have no idea. I have no idea what's going on. Good job, brother. That was excellent work. Excellent. Hey, you keep on doing what you're doing. God bless you. I, I love. Your ministry, keep on doing what you're doing, sir. Oh, thank you, brother, and I appreciate that deeply. All right, bye-bye. God bless. Bye-bye. All right. All right. Um, all right, we don't have to replay this. <laughs> what a great phone call. You guys are so much fun. All right, so this is funny because if you understand the history in this one, you'll understand why it's funny. It's Plant Appreciation Day, and the only plant that I really know of is the one called the Wandering Jew, which is like me. So it's like, that's perfect. Uh, it's Scrabble Day. I was terrible at Scrabble. I was just, I was terrible. I was never good at that. And then it's National Peach Cobbler Day, which is like, okay, I'm okay with that. Are you okay Peaches with that? Peaches are a type of plant. Huh? Peaches are a type of plant. Oh, that's true. Oh, no, i got to think about that. So now you're creating more problems with my limited brain. Uh, 1902. So this will be 120 years ago today. J.C. Penney opened its the his first store. I don't. Do they still have that? Uh, 1984. Pete Rose got his 4,000th hit. 1986. Jack Nicklaus wins his sixth master. And 1997. Tiger Woods becomes the youngest golfer to win golf's master tournament. Last but not least, because I think this is interesting, 1860, the first run of the Pony Express took place on 1860 on this day of April 13th. Okay? That's just cool stuff. Right? If you have a trivia quiz somewhere at your house tonight, you can use any of that. Don't count on it. But, I mean, you could use it. And everybody would think, wow, he's really smart. Wow, she's really bright. Okay. Back to the text. Uh, what's that? Oh, yes, I can. So you need me to repeat. Somebody's calling in. Okay, somebody is calling in, though, on the same time. So it's both sides. Uh, the trivia question and answer was, uh, well, excellent job done by our brother, by the way. Uh, what was the name of the synagogue official who came to Jesus to ask for his daughter to be healed? Jarius was the name, or Jairus, Jerry-us, or Jairus. Either way would be fine. Some of the uh, phonic spelling in the Greek it kind of throws it off like uh, Frank or Frankie or kind of stuff like that. Don't never let stuff like that bug you. That's not something to be bugged about. But anyway, that's who it was. What's funny is how that will play into the next question. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm setting that up for you to follow. I'm going to make that play into the next question when we get to that part. Okay. Up, oh, But before we get there, somebody comment, question kind of thing going on. What you got? What you got? What are, what are we doing? He's thinking about it. Okay, here we go. <laughs> this is David. Who am I talking to? Well, David, I was just trying to get the question from the last one because I couldn't understand what the question was. Okay. Do you want me to help you? Let me to do well, it again? Well, I just need to know what the question is. The question was, what was the name of the synagogue official who came to Jesus to ask for his daughter to be healed? Oh, okay. Well, I could have answered that. I just couldn't. I don't know. For some reason... I didn't have the volume up enough. All right. Hey, I got you here. Let me give you another trivia question. I bet you you can okay. do it. Ready? You can do this one. We can do it together. Ready? 
What, All right. What did the woman with the hemorrhage do to be healed by Jesus Was she when she was in the large crowd with him? Ooh, she touched touched his little tallit on the edge of his robe. That is correct, sir! <laughs> you got it! And here's the yeah. most amazing thing about that, because I, 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 the Bible doesn't give us more than that, but she had her issue of blood for 12 years, and the girl yeah. was 12 and years old, right? It, it's yeah. like, yeah, it's got to be something there, right? It can't just yeah. be for not. It's got to be some kind of like, ooh, that's kind of weird, right? It's like, wow, that's, that's an interesting right, connection. Brother. Yeah, good <laughs> job. Great job on that. Great response on the trivia. Very good. <laughs> well, I love listening listening to your show, especially for the trivia, because, you know, I'm doing really good on the trivia for you. No, see, I, I, I just it. can't. I just can't dial it fast enough, so I'm gonna have to do a speed dial, I guess. <laughs> That's it. Well, you know, you know, you're, you know, you could be listening too much when you have a speed dial on your cell phone or on your phone that you want to answer the. T- <laughs> it's like the, yeah, back in the seventies with the radio contests, right? It's like, oh, dial fast, <laughs> dial. I gotta be this caller, right? <laughs> Hello. Excellent. Thank you. I think that's wonderful what you do. Uh, that's great, man. Great, All great, right. great, great work. Thank you. Thank you so much. God bless you, David. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We have more fun than anybody. We do. We have fun. I'm sorry. We have fun. Uh, okay. Uh, a couple of things. <laughs> Speed dial still exists. It does? Oh, okay. Uh, do you remember that back? They used to do that. that you know, the fourth caller, you'll get the pair of tickets. To, okay. Uh, last thing I want to say, and then we got this other segment that I got other trivia to do, but here, here's something I want you to catch. In that First Timothy, or Second Timothy, chapter 1, verse 9, we only did one verse. We didn't even do the other verse. So we're going to have to do the other verse. I'm just saying this now. But uh, here's what it says, and I want to leave you with this, and then we'll dive into it when we come back. But it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Death used to be the number one fear of all of mankind. Then Jesus came, and it changed. That's how you think? Really? What? Yes. If you're a person of faith, you know why. We'll talk about it when we get back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. The David Spoon Experience. There was a pastor. Now, I use that word with some reservation. Having been involved in uh, ministry and having the privilege of planting seven churches uh, throughout the United States and having three separate ordinations, I have a tremendous amount of respect for people who commit their lives into ministry. Uh, But whenever there's somebody on television or anywhere else that uh, is a nut job, then uh, I just call it like I see it. Okay, now uh, that's what I call it. Call it like I see it. On the Sean Hannity show, uh, roughly about uh, two weeks ago, a reverend, so-called reverend Oliver White was on the show. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. So we're having some technical issues. Captain Chris is working on it. 
Okay. All right. Captain Chris is working on it. So you, you can be aware. This is just the the day this has been. The warfare on the day. Just classic. I just love it. All right. Here we go. We've got the text that we got to finish up on. A couple of things I do want to tell you. Uh, check out the website. It's always something good to do. Don't worry about giving. I, I, I want to say this in two ways. I, I, I do a bad job of telling people to give. Okay. I do because I hate that. I hate the, oh, if you give to us, well, you'll get a Ferrari. I hate that. It's just so stupid. You just look at it and you go, wow, that's just dumb. And then on the other hand, when you don't like something, you can go too far and never talk about it. And I tend to do that. So uh, if you can give, great. If you can't, don't worry about it. But the way to do it is do it through the website. If you can't give through the website and you need to talk to me personally, after the show, okay, you can't give during the show, after the show, you can call that 214 number or you can text me and we'll set something up, okay? Just to let you know, that's that. That's number one. Number two, your trivia question, okay? Not going to be necessarily easy. So I just want to make sure that everybody's, you know, okay. All right. All right. There you go. Ready? How many disciples were left in the upper room after the resurrection? There is a number, a number of names. How many? So you got to go now, you got to go to Acts in your brain, Acts chapter one. How many disciples? They, they included the 11 and, uh, and the brothers that believed after the res, right? And, and Mary and uh, the prominent women that were exceedingly important in the establishment of the church. So everybody get that straight. How, what was the number of people in the upper room before the Holy Spirit came? What's the number? Hint, I'm not telling you because you have to know what the number is, but it is in Acts chapter 1. If you think you know, you can call us at 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483, as well as you can send an email to david at hemustincrease.org. Lewis told us it's not four. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> See, this is, this is what happens, you guys. We, I talked about I talked to this to, to Noel about this just the other day, and I just said, you know, we, we have people come in and even help us with history, giving us the history of the history. It's just like that is a show, <laughs> the history of the history. Okay, how many people? Acts chapter one. Okay, you can be, you know, it, it gives you a number. It's a specific, you know, it's kind of a specific range. Eric struck first. Just to let everybody know how many people. And one of the things that you might find weird is it's not that that's all the people that were left believing in Jesus. That's how many people were in the upper room when the Holy Spirit came. I was like, hmm. And it's not a coincidence on that number. Ha! Uh-oh. Now you really have to look at it. Now you're challenged from the challenging point. Okay, we'll get to that in a second. Again, the number, 972-445-0770. The text, 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. I want to finish this one verse. I have now, just so you can know, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 verses. I have not finished the first verse. I don't know. All right, let's go back to this. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9 through 10. He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. When? 
before the beginning of time. There's no Twilight Zone show you can come up with that's better than that right there. Verse 10, but it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. In Jesus sacrificing himself, taking upon him the sins of mankind, I want to make a couple things clear. And I and I, I encourage you to check this out. We we do have a book. I make I make less than a dollar on every book, just so you know, because I don't. That's not why I wrote it. In fact, one of our books is now available as a free gift, just to let you know. But I want you to understand the lawsuit gospel. The lawsuit gospel is straightforward for a Jewish guy like me to fully get it. Here it is: If you sin, you die. That's the rule. You sin, you die. Okay, this is the rule God made: sin, you die; sin, death. Sin, you die. Okay, so isn't that a brilliant theology, right? You sin, you die. All, all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. Romans three twenty three. Romans six twenty three. The wages of sin is death. Okay, what happens if you sin? You die. What happens? You die. Jesus came. Yeah, got it. Right. Didn't sin. Right. Never sinned. Right. What happened to him? He died. Well, that's not right. That's right. That's not right. So here's the answer, right? He sued. <laughs> he I know, but listen, he sued. What do you mean he sued? He sued because he wasn't supposed to die. He was perfect. He died. That, that law that applies all of sin and falls short of the glory of God, and the wages of sin is death. Okay? But Jesus died. He wasn't supposed to die. He sued. And he said, everybody who believes in me, I want them to have my righteous life. And that's the swap. That was the deal. That's the lawsuit gospel. So in Jesus' death, and I'm not talking about just the earthly death, death as in separation from God, as in eternal separation from God, was destroyed. Not just overcome, destroyed. I like that text because that's a great way to say it. And then this is the part that people miss, and I want you to understand it. And Jesus brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. We doing all right? All right? Okay. Light, life and immortality to light. What does that mean? Have you ever noticed in all these stories, even Raiders of the Lost Ark, I mean, I'm just, <laughs> it looks like a good movie, right? Well, the last one wasn't, but the other ones were really good. It's all about finding, you know, it's these great artifacts or finding the, you know, the, what's the potion? The, the, the formula to give you the eternal youth. That's it. The eternal youth formula. And the eternal youth formula is you drink this and you live forever and da, 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 da. And man's been writing about that. In fact, Ecclesiastes chapter 3 tells us that God put eternity in our hearts. Man's been wanting to live forever, forever, <laughs> for as long as man's been around, Right. Never an opportunity to do that because what man knows is that I want to live forever, but I'm in this body. I'm not going to live forever. This body could not make a forever. But what Jesus did was he came in the room that was filled with darkness, turned on the light, okay, which means he brought it to light that immortality is available through the gospel. The forever thing. Okay, forever is great 
unless you're forever is lousy and you're suffering in some capacity, then that's like hell. Uh-huh. There you go. So the idea behind that is that our eternity, that Jesus came into a dark room, turned the light on, says, here's immortality. I'm going to show you how to go about having immortality. It's by believing in me. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but by him. And through the redeeming work of Jesus Christ, his death, burial, and resurrection, it's that gospel that saves us. It's that gospel, if 1 Corinthians 15, 3 and 4, it's that gospel that keeps us, not just saved us once and on you go, it keeps us. And when your preacher or your pastor, your teacher, whatever, in whatever class, especially this Sunday, talks about the gospel and Jesus resurrecting, that's the hallelujah moment. That's like, yes, that's fantastic. That's it. And we've got something that we've never had before because of Jesus. An ability to see that we as individuals can live forever and have it be great. It's like, what? All of that pursuit. What's amazing is we are failing. Just don't don't get mad at me. We are failing in communicating how great that is to unbelievers because if they knew how great it was, wouldn't they want it? Who doesn't want to live forever and have it be great? But the church does kind of a poor job because it gets caught up in the more of the issue-oriented mentality, which I understand, but it that moves away from the gospel, which is that Jesus died on the cross, he was buried, and three days later, he rose again. And that brought eternal life to light. And now we're like, yes. Not just not just living like forever and having it be cool. God let you know how cool it was going to be. How cool is it? The asphalt is gold. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So everything up from there is even better, right? Yep. It's all better. And it's like, wow. That's why when you read Revelation, people are like, well, it's going to be literally like this. I think the point that the Lord is trying to communicate to us, whether you think it's literal or not, is it's all going to be better and better and better. It's just like, how awesome is that? I've always wondered, now this is just a sidebar, so don't get all theological on me. I just wonder if whatever the original intent for Adam and Eve was, if we go back to that or something else. I mean, I just can't wait to find out, you know. But the Bible says, eye has not seen, neither has ear heard, neither has entered into the hearts of men the things which God has prepared for them. We can't even get it. That's why God had to show it in a picture. Because we're like going, whoa, I don't get it. Right? But Jesus in his death, burial, and resurrection, destroyed the eternal power of death against a believer and brought life, which means that we get to live now, and immortality, which means we get to live forever through the good news of Jesus Christ. It's like, yeah, I'm in. Sign me up, right? How do I pay for this? You don't. You receive it. It's paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ. That was put together before time began. But you, you need to yield. And some of you out there, you're like, yeah, 
I believe it, but don't stop doing that, okay? I mean, stop being 12. Be an adult. Acknowledge it. Surrender your heart before the Lord. Don't be arrogant. Worst thing you can do is be arrogant before God. A being that became arrogant before God got cast out of heaven. Don't do that. <laughs> okay? Just don't, don't, don't do that. All right, trivia question. Trivia question. What was the number? And actually, it's, it's in theological terms. It's called the number of names, just in case you're wondering. But what's the number of names with all the disciples in Acts chapter 1? That number is... 120, 120 number of names. Now, people may be wondering, well, was that all that was left from the church? No. That's why you don't use church size to define a ministry. Jesus spent three years putting the kingdom of God in operation and direction throughout all of that geographical area. And at the end, the 120 were there to be have the Holy Spirit poured out and then for the Holy Spirit to pour out into the ends of the earth, right? Jerusalem, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. Isn't that cool? Yes, it is. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Views expressed in the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.